guys, welcome to episode 6 of the Don't Tell God podcast. My name is Alicia and I am your host. Now, in case you don't know, the main reason for this podcast is for me to chat to pastors and leaders and give them a platform to be genuine and open about their life, faith, and ministry. Now, a new episode arrives the first Thursday of the month, so if you don't want to miss an episode, make sure you hit that subscribe button. If you're on social media, feel free to follow me at Don't Tell God on Instagram for the latest updates. Now, on this episode, I'm actually going to do a bit of a switcheroo, and I'm going to get interviewed by one of my youth leaders. Many people have asked me over the last couple of months, okay, so why do you do this podcast? What's the reason behind it? What's your story? So I thought for this episode, it would be good that someone interviews me, I kind of answer them, and hopefully you get an insight on where I am at and the reason why I do this podcast. Now, like I said before, I'm not going to interview myself. I've, I've asked one of my youth leaders, Julian, who's going to interview me, ask some questions, and I really, really hope that you get a lot out of it. Enjoy this episode. All right. Well, uh, thanks, Julian. Thanks for uh, joining me on the podcast now. Thanks, Alessio. It's always a pleasure. Yeah, we're going to do things a little bit differently. Uh, Usually, I'm the one interviewing people. Mm -hmm. Uh, But for today's uh, show or episode, um, you're going to ask me a couple of questions. Yeah, we're going to turn Uh, the tables a bit on you. You're very good at asking the questions. Yeah, yeah. How you go in the hot seat. That's right. That's right. And uh, yeah, look, I'm 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 grateful and thank you for coming. And um, yeah, look, ask away, mate. You yeah, ask. look, don't have much else to do. So very happy to have the time. Uh, so why don't you just start off, I guess, by telling us just a little bit about yourself. So you know, who's in your family, uh, what you do for a living, that sort of thing, mm. just to give the audience a bit of an idea of who you are as a person. Yeah. So. Um, I'm married to Laura, been married to Laura for about eight years now, and uh, we have three kids uh, and one on the way in, in oh, August. Oh, wow. Congratulations. Yeah. yeah, three kids, one on the way, uh, which is which is nice. And, uh, yeah, and, you know, I think most people, um, actually, I can't assume, but some people will know I'm a uh, youth and young adults pastor. Mm-hmm. So I've been in ministry for about 10 years now, and uh, I've worked at two different churches uh, well, really, yeah, I've worked at two different churches, but I've been at three. So when I was younger, my dad was a minister of a Spanish church. So Pastor's I was at, kid. yeah, PK. Nice. And um, yeah, so I've been doing that for, well, you know, with my dad for like 18, 19 years, mm. went to a, an English yeah. church, was there for about five, five and a bit years as a youth pastor. And uh, now in my current church, I've been here for nearly five years as the youth and young, youth and young adults pastor, mm-hmm. which is, which is pretty good. Mm. Get to work with me a lot. Yeah, that's right. You know, it's it's, it's a blessing to work with you and, and the oh, team. Thanks, so, man. so uh, yeah, oh, no, it's yeah. it's nice nice seeing you grow up. You know, you're what yeah. twenty now, so yeah, I've known you since so you were about 15, we've 16. Been, uh, we've been working together since I think I was about fourteen or fifteen. So oh, there you go. It's been yeah. a while. Um, so what do you think made you get into ministry? Because you know, obviously, you've grown up with you know observing your dad being a pastor. So you've seen that, you know, because I know the assumption a lot of people have about ministry is that pastors just get up on a Sunday and preach. But, you know, I'm sure you probably saw through your dad a lot of the back end stuff that goes Mm. into ministry that the rest of the congregation probably doesn't see as much. So did you have like a moment in, was there a moment in your life where you just thought, you know, this is what I'm going to do? Or was it just something that you'd been thinking about for many years and you were just like, no, this is where God wants me to be. 
Mm. So what, what was it? What was that moment that really made you decide this is where I want to go with my life? Yeah, I don't, I don't think there was a moment per se. Um, I think it's just been a gradual thing that God has, has kind of just worked through me. So originally when I was, um, yeah, boy, in my teens, I started thinking about what I want to be when, you know, I get older, mm. what I want to study. Um, and even though I was with my dad and I did a lot of upfront stuff, mm. um, I think I preached my first sermon at 18 and wow. people were like, oh, you know, you should, you know, you should, you should pursue this as a, as a, uh, as a career. <laughs> got, a bit of, uh, got a bit of encouragement along the way, which yeah. I guess helps. Yeah, no, it does. Uh, my dad was like, oh, you know, you should really become yeah. a, a minister. I think that was his goal, his ambition for me to become yeah. a minister. And I, I always said no. So it got to the point I studied, I did, I went to TAFE, I did some mm. courses there. And then I came to the crossroad where I was like, oh, I'm not really satisfied. And look, long story short, I said, all right, I'll, I'll, I'll study three years of Bible college and see what happens from there. Yeah. Okay. So that, so that's probably the first step. And just yeah. through that, through Bible okay. college, um, I've got a part-time role in my other church. And then that kind of, that was like one day a week. And I think it grew to three days a week. And then after mm-hmm. that, um, yeah, I got offered a full-time role in my current, my, my current, um, role, pardon me. Current church. Current church. That's right. Yeah. So, yeah. So again, it's, it's been a gradual thing. So it started as a no, and then it went to a maybe, and then it said, okay, let's pursue this for a little bit. And 10 years later, here I am. So, yeah, 10 years worth of uh, of experience in church, working with the youth and young adults, which has been pretty good. Mm. So being good, good experience for you. Mm. So uh, why, why, I guess, why do you do this podcast? Because I'm sure many of us know you're already a very busy man yourself, looking after people from all the way through from about 12 till about 25. And, you know, you've, got you know you're married you've got three kids fourth one on the way so you've already you know you're already doing a lot so i guess you know why the podcast as well Mm. good question uh i think for me uh the, the main reason why is because i think as pastors and leaders there's this perception that we've either have it all together or we know what we're doing and, you know, depending on who the person or the pastor or leader is, mm. it kind of looks like they're very successful. And because yeah. I've been I've been around, um, you know, church and ministry for so long, I know that we're not, you know, and I'm including myself in this. I know that we're, you know, we may look like we have a good church or a good youth group or yeah, good young yeah. adults, um, but there's so much behind the scenes. Yeah, in regards- absolutely, yeah. Um, there's a lot you don't see. Yeah, that's just right. Just a regular attendee on a Sunday. There's a lot that you miss out on. Yeah. So and then and look and the other thing and this is not so much of a personal thing of people I know, um, but unfortunately there has been a lot of pastors and leaders who've gone into like scandals. They've, mm, um, yeah, yeah. you know, their sin per se has come out, and. I think it's, you know, this podcast, at least for me, is a good reminder that, look, it doesn't matter who we are. It doesn't matter if we're um, a pastor or a leader, either we're famous or we're not famous. But, mm, mm. you know, we 
uh, broken vessels. And yeah. um, this this podcast is really just to go kind of behind, you know, the mask of, oh, yeah, I'm a successful pastor or I'm a good leader or I've been in ministry for X number mm-hmm. of years. And kind of look at the, the backdrop and say, okay, well, how did it get here? Because even like I spoke about it, um, before in yeah, regards to yeah. me saying no to ministry. Um, and even though I've been in ministry now for 10 years, yeah. there's so much that happened in those 10 years, or even before, you know, um, those years that that's kind of made me and God has shaped yeah, me and molded absolutely. me, but people don't see that. And I won't share in this podcast or at least this episode, but I would love to share, you know, how, you know, the things that I've gone through, the highs mm. and the lows. Mm. And, yeah, and that's the reason. So I, I love talking to people and I want to know yeah. how they got to where they are and how God has shaped them and molded them, yeah. what their struggles were and stuff like that. So, yeah. yeah. And also making sure that you show, I guess, some of the vulnerability that everyone has mm. and, you know, it's it's an important thing to remember, even just as you know, as a young person, just looking at you know, it's very easy to look at somebody older than you, like you know, like in this case, like a church pastor or a celebrity, even, and think you know, look at them, they've got everything together, they've got you know, they may have what the world would see as like the perfect life, you know, they've got a good job, they're serving God, you know, they've they've got a family, they've got all that together. But I guess what you're really doing, which I really admire, is you're trying to show, well, look, you know. Yes, I do have a good job. Yes, I have a good family, but I'm also struggle with X, Y, Z things. And, mm-hmm. you know, it hasn't been an easy road to where I am now. And it's not, and, and it's not an easy, you know, it's not always going to be an easy road. Mm-hmm. And, you know, kind of, I guess, showing the struggles that you can find along the way, but also celebrating the the great joys that come in ministry. And I guess, you know, that's something I did want to ask you about is, you know, something, I guess, if there's been, moments in the last you know 10 or so years that you found particularly rewarding or you know just as you've observed in your time as uh, as a pastor or even before that working with young people just things that you've I guess found rewarding in that um yeah that's a tough one I think the most rewarding factor of being in ministry I think is seeing people grow and flourish you know, and that's the thing, like, well, you know, people think if you get into ministry, become a pastor, you'll see rewards within the next or within a year or two. And maybe you will, mm. but the rewards that I'm, you know, the things that I love seeing is 10 years worth. So my other church, I've, I've seen uh, leaders or people I've worked with to become amazing leaders and they're still in ministry. Uh, my current church, including yourself, I work with a lot of um, amazing leaders, uh, mm. young adults, even the youth, yeah. and these guys have so much potential. And the fact that I can um, invest my life into you guys, yeah, is, is very rewarding. And obviously, I'm slowly seeing the fruit now with you guys specifically, but I know I'll uh, see a lot of the fruit uh, in the next five to ten years, mm. you know, because I know that what I'm doing is um, – not so much for me, but for it's for you guys, just invest mm. in you guys, you know, make sure that I'm making disciples who make disciples. So, yeah, yeah it's, it's nice. And, that's, and I guess even that's something I've always seen as being, you know, even when you first came to the church, to Mortdale at the Baptist Church, you know, the church that we're both at at the moment, that was something you were very big on, making disciples and, you know, making people who could go on because, you know, 
you made it clear at the start, you know, you wouldn't be here forever. You wouldn't it be, you didn't want to hold our hands the whole way along. You, you wanted us to get to the stage where we could be set up ourselves. So I guess in what ways has your job at the moment changed from when you first started back in 2016 to looking at it now in 2021? Mm. How, I guess, has the responsibilities changed? How has the workload changed? You know, what are some of the things that you've noticed that's changed in the youth and the young adults and in your job as well? Mm. So specifically to my role, uh, it's changed a little bit just because uh, when I first came in, I kind of had to, you know, I, I like to do things a certain way. So yeah, I had to yeah. kind of change that to culture. So that was a lot of effort for a couple of years. And <laughs> it's kind of developed now where the building blocks I set up um, is already running. So that culture that I wanted mm. is, is, is running already. So compare me four or five years ago where I was doing a lot of stuff kind of investing in a lot of the leaders, um, building that culture. Mm. Now that culture has been built, even though we have new leaders and new people, people understand the way I work. So now I'm more hands-off, which is nice. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, for example, you and 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 a lot of the of my current leaders, you guys were part of my youth. Now you guys are serving <laughs> yeah. our leaders. So we've, so we've, we've worked with you on both ends. You know, you've, hmm. we've seen you as the, you, you know, as our youth pastor going through for many years and, you know, you've been a great youth pastor with us when we were going through school. And then now we're kind of coming at it from the other side of the table, a couple of years on yeah, as, and, you know, as part of your leadership team. And the, and the um, awesome thing about that is that you guys know how I work and I trust mm. you guys and I empower you guys. Mm. And, and yeah, so now my role is more of becoming leaders of the leaders. I'm your mm. leader, but you guys are doing or leading the youth. So that's, yeah. yeah. So in summary, that's how kind of how my role has changed. Mm. Um, yeah. Hopefully that answers your question. Yeah, no, it really does. That's interesting. So I guess you've been, you've been at this for 10 years now. And, you know, I, you know, I know you well, so I know that it hasn't always been easy for you in, you know, and you've, you know, as everyone does, you've had hard moments or difficult times in ministry, as I'm sure a lot of people do. So I guess my question really is that I think that um, the audience would really benefit from hearing is just, I guess, what has been hard in your 10 years of ministry? If you just maybe share a little bit of that, I think that would be really interesting yeah so it's probably changed so when i first started probably the hardest part was not trying to convince people that i'm you know a, a youth pastor or, or pastor or leader but because i when i first started i was very young so about 2021 you've passed uh, I was part of the leadership team wow. or, or elders eldership. that is young <laughs> yeah yeah of the eldership so the hard part was trying to understand how things work in the church mm. yeah, yeah um where i kind of assumed oh everything would be perfect but you know the fact that church is full of broken people it means yeah, it's not yeah. perfect so churches are run by sinners yeah so obviously deal with those issues at a very young age but also kind of learning how to manage people um mm. how to lead and even though the pressure wasn't all on myself because i was just a youth pastor there was others yeah. who kind of took that responsibility on that was a learning curve. Mm. Probably the last mm, three, four years has changed. So that's kind of gone where, you know, I'm 32 now. 
It'll be more experienced. So that's not yeah. uh, that's not my focus point. But now my biggest th- thing or my challenge as a pastor uh, is not so much the congregation or my youth or young adults, which is always important. But now, how do man- how do I manage my family and church? Because mm. I'm now in a role where I'm very busy. You know, yeah. and if I just accept or say yes to every single thing, I wouldn't sleep. Uh, yes. it, it, it gets very busy. You be careful so, of that. Yeah. Yeah. So now it's like, okay, how do I manage my family, making sure that mm. um, I'm taking care of them? But mm. at the same time as well, how, how do I make sure that I manage my workload where I'm not doing nothing? Because I think, you know, obviously I get paid for this role. So I've got to do stuff. But yeah, I don't yeah, just. Yeah take responsibility for everything. So I think that's what I'm still. Yeah, so it's a balance. So I guess something that going off that question that I was going to ask you is, you know, and I know this is important for everyone, I think regardless of whether you're in ministry, but just anyone who's working in general, I think would benefit from this. Um, But how do you put barriers in place between your work and your family? Because obviously Mm. you work with a lot of, you know, a lot of us. And you're connected with us in a lot of ways. You know, you're connected with us through social media. You know, you live in the same suburb as a lot of us. So it's very easy for you to be walking down the street on your two weeks annual leave and just see someone who comes up to you very keen being like, oh, I got a great idea for youth group. And you're just like, oh, you know, you want to, you want to hear that idea, but you also am like, you want to have that rest time as well, which is understandable. So how do you put those barriers in place between your work and your family? Yeah, so it's a work in progress. So it's hard. So, for example, um, day off, let's say day off, right? Mm-hmm. So, and, and like you said, you know, for me, you know, apart from speaking on a Friday or Sunday and talking to people, a lot of my communication, especially with the youth and young adults, is through social media. Yeah. So the downside of that is that Facebook and Messenger, Instagram is always you know, it's always popping. It's always popping. Someone as, can message you at, at any hour of the morning, as I've been guilty of before. Yeah. So for me, on my day off, I try and avoid any communication. So, mm. um, yeah, at least have that mental, mental you know break. I'm saying? Yeah, that mental break to say, okay, I'm not going to answer any questions. And I've been guilty of breaking that and yeah. answering yep. and stuff like that. Um, yeah, <laughs> it's hard because my philosophy in regards to ministries that I live life with people. So yeah. when I have a day off or go and leave, it is a bit weird because, mm. you know, I'm just so open. Like I'm happy to have you guys over. You know, yeah. I, I speak openly about my life. I want mm. to see how I do with my family, my my friends, stuff like that. But at the same time, yeah, I've got to, you know, I'll, and you guys do, you guys are very good at respecting my privacy. So yeah, for days off, I kind of make sure that I put kind of barriers there, but I'm not, I am strict, but not super strict. So if someone mm. calls me, you know, and it's an emergency, it's not yeah. like I will ignore ignore them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Regarding annual leave or taking time, you know, away is, yeah, a little bit more stricter. Um, yeah, I, I don't look at emails. Um, I try and go away. So, again, mm. psychologically, I, I want to leave where I live, the suburb, mm. um, and just take a mental break yeah. um, of that. So, yeah, there's little things like mm. that. And also throughout yeah. the year, I try to have uh, like a, not so much a rest day or mental mm. health day. It's yeah. more just a recovery day. So just by myself, not so much with my family or kids, mm. even though I love them, but just really yeah. get my thoughts in place. So, now, yeah, a couple of things I, I do. I know that you have 
two of your kids, Gabriel and Maya, aren't in school. So obviously your oldest son, Josiah, you can send him off to school and have a mental health day. But what do you do when you've got two young kids crawling around the house? How do you have a mental health day then? Yeah, that's, yeah, it's it's more not so much a break from my family, even though mm-hmm. sometimes I, I do have to go for a bushwalk or something, but that's very rare to do that. But when I have a break, what I mean is my day off is not looking at emails, not mm-hmm. meeting up with people, not planning stuff. That's what I mean. So yeah. okay. I'm still busy, but it's a yeah. different sort of busy. I'm washing the dishes. I, you know. Uh, you mundane know, busy. Mundane busy, you know, doing the stuff that, a husband or a person has to do house husbands. Yeah, I still have to wipe my daughter's bottom when she does yeah. it too. I still can't have just to say, clean oh, the house. it's the day off. It'll have to wait till tomorrow. I still have <laughs> to clean the house, cut the grass, wash the car, all that type of stuff. So, yeah, so I'm still doing yeah. stuff. I'm just yeah. not doing my role. Work role. Correct. That's right. Nice. And I guess that's important for your kids as well to have hmm. some time with you. Yeah, because you know, obviously, in the in the work you're reading, I. I've seen it a lot, you know, where, you know, you're staying late for youth group on a Friday night or, you know, young adult social events on Sunday nights or, Mm. you know, other Bible studies or meetings during the week. So I guess, you know, having that time where you've got with your families, you know, so important. So I guess something else um, I'd be interested to know anybody that you yourself admire or look up to in the world of ministry. Yeah, that's a great question. Uh, I think there's multiple people that I look up to. Obviously, you know, there's, you know, the famous people. So I love- um, The famous preachers. Yeah, famous preachers. You know, uh, you've got John Piper, uh, Craig Rochelle. Mm-hmm. Um, like, you know, I don't want to kind of think about too much about them and, you know, how famous they are. But like, you know, those guys are, mm. are pretty cool and I love the way they speak. Tim Keller's another one. Mm. Um, Kerry Newhoff is another one, John Maxwell, all these guys, they're, yeah, they're yeah. amazing. Uh, but but the, the people who impact me the most are honestly the more um, day-to-day the people that I meet. You know, there mm. are, uh, for example, you know, uh, in our current church, you know, Matt, you know, senior pastor. Senior pastor yeah, yeah, he's, he's uh, a definitely good example. In my old church, um, there was definitely people who, who uh, really mentored me, you know, mm-hmm. uh, you got Brad and Steve. Oh, look, these are names. You guys won't know who yeah. they are, but yeah, definitely. So there are people, so look, what who impacts me the most are people who invest in me. And that's why I'm yeah. so passionate to and invest in And that's, I guess, inspired you to think about how you can invest in other people because you've 100%. had people invest in you. Yeah, 100%. So, so and again, it's not, you know, Craig Rochelle, Tim Keller. I've never yeah, met them. Yeah. I probably will never meet them, uh, but they impact me through their sermons, through the talks. Okay. But the people who impact me the most are the ones that, you know, really invest in me, who trust me, who lead me, who kind of rebuke me. Yeah. So, yeah. And honestly, there's too, too many, too, yeah, too many yeah. to name. Um, but, yeah. Um, but anyway, look, one final question. What advice you would have for anyone who's maybe considering a call to ministry themselves or is maybe even just you know, or working or is maybe thinking that they want to have a career change into ministry or, uh, yeah, just your thoughts for anyone who'd maybe be thinking through that who might be listening to this now? Mm, so one advice um, probably goes back to the way I thought when I was younger 
uh, where I didn't want to go into ministry and it got kind of changed. And then I thought, well, who am I to get into ministry? I don't know mm. uh, much about the Bible, et cetera. So I always yeah, doubted myself. Yeah. Uh, but the advice that I would give would be to never underestimate God uh, because me personally, my journey has from 10 years ago, it's been crazy. Like I never would have thought I would be where I am today. And I'm sure in five, 10 years time, that will change as well. I don't know what God has for me, but I am excited. Uh, so my advice would be, you know, don't doubt yourself, trust in God mm-hmm. and be open because yeah. God uses people who are willing to to move, mm-hmm. to change, um, to do what God asked them. So that yeah. that'll be my advice. So just, yeah, that's no, very encouraging to think about. Oh, well, Alicio, thanks very much for your time and thanks for having me on, well, thanks for being on your own podcast. Thank you for interviewing me. I appreciate it <laughs> and uh, hopefully you had a good time. I've got to say it was interesting being interviewed, but I really did enjoy it and I'm really thankful that Julian could help me out. Now, if you didn't notice, the main reason why I do this podcast is because of my faith in Jesus, but also because I know how important it is to be real and honest with each other. We live in a society that encourages us to hide all our faults and weaknesses, yet I think we should be doing the opposite. We need to be honest and open with each other, kind of share our our life journey and our struggles and and what we've learned over our lifetime. And we shouldn't really, you know, uh, bring our struggles or tell us about our struggles to glorify our sin or what we've been through, but more to the fact that we know who Jesus is. We know Jesus can change us and mold us and help us to become more like him. Now, the other thing that I was talking about is in regards to empowering and developing others. I'm the person who I am today because people have come alongside me, they've developed me, they've nurtured me, but most importantly, they've empowered me and believed in me. And I think that's the key. We need to get alongside people and empower them. Too often we are scared to either empower others or even believe in ourselves, yet God is always ready to help us get better and hopefully achieve amazing things for his kingdom. So with that in mind, I have two questions for you. Number one, who can you be real and vulnerable with today? Number two, are you getting alongside someone to help empower them and to do great things for God? Now, before I finish, I want to remind you to subscribe and share this podcast on whatever platform uh, you get this podcast from. And thank you so much for listening. I really appreciate it. And I hope I can catch you guys next time. 